got TW Takes in the house. TW Takes, what's up? TW Takes podcast. That's Terrible Wrestling Takes podcast. So we'll go through all the monikers. The, uh, the man himself. Bishop over at TW Takes podcast. Absolute legend. He is an Irish New Yorker. Big up Bishop. Bishop <laughs> TW Takes. Shout out to Bishop on that one. Bishop from TW Takes. Matt Bishop from TW Takes. Shout out to TW Takes. TW Takes. Mr. TW Takes. TW Takes. TW Takes. TW Takes. TW Takes. And Takes. TW Takes. Bishop has, you know, on terrible takes. TWT Takes. Terrible wrestling takes. Bishop's terrible wrestling takes. Strictly for Bishop. Shout out to Terrible Wrestling Takes. Cheers, Bishop. TW Takes podcast. Him and his wife, Mrs. TW Takes. We got Mrs. Takes here as well. My wife. Mrs. Takes. She's the sleeper hit. So good. Thank you, wife. Shout out to Mrs. TW Takes. It's a fun back and forth. Such a small part, but so effective. I'm telling you, that's my go-to podcast now. TW Takes. You want here? Terrible Wrestling Takes. Bishop from Terrible Wrestling Takes. Bishop, everybody needs to be listening to you, brother. Bishop, say hello. Oh, shit. Here we go. Brand new episode. Terrible Wrestling Takes Podcast. But before we talk that shit, let's plug that shit. TBTakesPodcast.com for all platforms, audio and visual. Like and subscribe, especially if you do it for other people. TBTakesPodcast.com slash TWTs for all the merch to help support the show. Most affordable, fastest shipping merch in the podcast game. Remember, at TWTakesPodcast on all social media. And remember, review if you do, rate if you feel. Subscribe for me like you do for the rest of these idiots with a microphone and a computer. Now let's get into some more terrible wrestling takes. I got you. Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah. Uh, now it's actually working on my phone. I switched over to the computer and that didn't seem to work. So here we are. Yeah, man. How you make it out? Oh, not too bad. What I said I wasn't or I'd never heard of was this spaces thing. What 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 is this exactly? So it's basically a, a way to do like a, a conference call for the for your following or whatever um, okay so you can invite like a bunch of people in on this and just have a conversation or whatever yeah yeah absolutely so you're allowed to invite up to 10 speakers and i mean i've seen listening parties of up to i don't know a couple thousand um a couple couple weeks ago jack jack dorsey and uh jay-z did it and there was a couple thousand people in there. Uh, McAfee's people used to do it all the time, too. Okay. Um, yeah, they, they just rolled it out not too long ago. Um, but what basically what I was trying to see to do, um, like, instead of sending out a Zoom link to have a bunch of people on one show, we can just open up spaces and just have, like, this little fucking community powwow or whatever. Yeah. Uh, and I'm, I'm recording. I'm downloading. All right. Uh, it's live feeding into my Audacity now, and the, the levels look fucking great. Damn. Okay. That's good. Yeah. I, I don't know when I actually tried it on the computer, like nothing. So it's on the phone, it did pop up. Like it allowed me to select speaker and click mic is on, but on the computer it did not show me any of that. It just said you're in it. And it said like testing or something like that. So I don't know if it is like a mobile only, um, but it at first like it, it didn't work. And first it like froze up on my phone, but now it's all good. Clearly. Gotcha. Yeah, that's what it seems like. I can only do a spaces from my phone. Um, and at first, the, the follower limit was, uh, I think, 600. And then when I got around 300, I went to do a regular tweet on my phone. And when I hit the plus sign in the app, it said, uh, said spaces on there. So okay. maybe if you try to 
your phone, you'll you be able to see what that space is. But yeah, this is all it is. You just, you have speakers you go back and forth. It's as if we're on the phone, but if anybody joins the spaces right now, they can listen to our conversation. Yeah. And you can, you can invite them to speak from the pool of people sitting around, um, or you can send the link directly. So, yeah. So you can have up to 10 speakers, but at, at as many listeners as you can get, I guess, right? Like no cap on it, that. That's what it seems like, yeah. Yeah, I haven't dug too deep into it because um, it's not like my following is that big anyway. So, yeah. You know, uh, but, uh, but yeah, I think as far as a forum goes, it would be pretty cool for, you know, like, so for instance, my next episode is 100. And I was thinking oh, for... Yeah, thanks. I was thinking the uh, for the hundredth episode, doing the spaces and having, you know, have you hop on or you know Justin hop on or you know Graham hop on or anything like that. Just to just the bullshit of, of whatever has happened sure. at the time that I episode. You know, something like that. Or even when I used to do those Saturday shows, I would you know, or doing the watch alongs. You, you coordinate with the chat. You talk with the chat. But they they can't really chat back in real time. So something yeah. like that, this would give uh, give someone the opportunity to chat back in real time. I feel you. Yeah. Uh, speaking of, uh, I mean, I'm gonna invite I'm gonna invite Jack Rappel and Cheap Pops over to to talk as well there in the UK. Am I taking up your time? Are you at work or anything? I mean, I, I I'm an entrepreneur, so I can uh, kind of set my own schedule, and I was not doing a whole bunch of much right now. <laughs> <laughs> Fridays. Fridays are never really my most productive days, so I've got shit. You know, I've got shit I'm going to be doing this afternoon. But no, this is <laughs> this is a fine time. Uh, Bo is actually at his sister's wedding right now, so um, he and he's kind of the one who typically does our Twitter stuff. So now I'm kind of picking up a little bit of the slack here. Although he was still doing bullshitting with McAllisters, so. Who knows? I'm sure they're yeah. just like I'm sure they're just like getting ready and whatnot. I think the wedding's tonight, but but yeah, man. Uh very okay. excited about Daniel Bryan and I mean CM Punk is one of my favorites of all time. So I mean it'd be pretty fucking crazy if they end up getting both of those guys. Yeah, I do find it, you know, for for my end of uh podcasting, I I find it hysterical that People go, it's rumored that Daniel Bryan is already signed. Like, but based on what? Like, I, yeah. I get it. Like, I don't, don't want to shit on report. Yeah, and, and, and how, who did they talk to? And that, that source mm -hmm. never comes up. And you don't want to relieve your sources or whatever. But, like, for what I do, I, I so much just want to shit on the high that you're having because it's so unsubstantiated that oh, yeah. I, I, I agree. Even, it's like it's so stupid to get that excited but i do get it because that excitement like that's fucking dope you know yeah i'm definitely keeping it tempered you know like i'm certainly not one of those people that's like oh it's a done deal and it's gonna happen tomorrow and i can't wait what you know it's just like cool i hope it happens and it's gonna be awesome if it does but yeah i'm not getting all bent out of shape about it right now that's for sure but i mean it is very exciting that's that there's no doubt about that yeah, I mean, it's definitely exciting. You and, and anytime, and here's the biggest thing I think we've all realized too is uh, when people are excited to watch wrestling, that's the goal. Yeah, absolutely. Like, it doesn't matter where it is. 
you know, that now that uh, Impact's getting fans back, I imagine myself putting that on. I, I've yet to see, like, an Impact match sans Kenny Omega that I wasn't, like, overly enthralled in. Like, well, even the yeah. Kenny Omega-Rich Swan match was, like, a really captivating match. I, I found it anticlimactic, but that's kind of, you know, Kenny's gimmick right now. It's like, oh, I'm going to do... Basically what he does is the Brock Lesnar thing, right? He beats people up. He allows himself to get beat up. And then just like washes them at the end of the match. <laughs> yeah. It's like 2017, 2018 Kenny Omega, New Japan, that's for sure. No, it's a complete evolution. And, and honestly, it's, uh, it, it feels very like WWE style of what Kenny Omega would be. And I find that, you know, like on a meta level, how um, AEW is supposed to be like the anti WWE stuff but they honestly, like, they cater to the specific fan the same way, you know, WWE will with John Cena. They're going to put him in front of all the children. They're going to put Roman Reigns in front of all the women. You know, like, they do. They kind of do the same thing. I'm just not that target audience. Yeah, no, I feel you. I feel you for sure. Did you, and I don't really watch much Impact either, but it is, you know, they've got a little bit of juice going right now, which is good, and I did, and I did watch the Kenny sammy callahan match which i really enjoyed i mean it was a hardcore match but i really liked it so um and jay i'm a big jay white guy and he showed up at the end and i know he was on impact last night but i haven't seen any of that so again like you said as long as people are getting excited and i'll tell aew gets me excited right now i actually watched most of money in the bank and enjoyed it i thought it was a good show so i mean I think wrestling as a whole right now is uh, in a very, very healthy place. And, you know, like we've talked about before, it's like everyone's you can pick what you want to watch and not everyone's going to agree and like the same stuff. But there's so much fucking great variety right now. It's just amazing. Yeah, absolutely. I find it to be because, uh, you know, again, at first it's like, oh, well, I'm on this bandwagon. I'm on, I'm on that bandwagon. And then at the end of the day, like whichever one you pick, there's there's not there's not enough time to watch your own shit. Like exactly. if, everybody, if you're into AEW and you're trying to watch it all, you're gonna have such a hard time finding time to even shit on WWE in any way, shape, or form because you have too much time to invest in what AEW uh, AEW is yeah. doing. Like I don't even watch I don't even watch Dark or Elevation or any of that unless there's like a certain match that I'm really intrigued about. I'll check out, but it's like. And I'm a huge AEW mark, as you know, but it's just like those shows are now like two hours a pop. It's mostly you know who's going to win every match. It's like I'll read about it. I'll watch the few I want. Now, when Rampage comes on the extra TNT show, of course, I'm going to be locked into that. But, yeah, I mean, it's like even though I'm as big of an AEW fan as I am, it's like I'm still hardly watching even half of what they're putting out right now. So, because, you know, I love New Japan, too, and, you know, I watch NXT every week, and, you know, I still dabble. I don't really watch Raw or SmackDown, but I'll, you know, check into the pay-per-views and certainly aware of what's going on. And so, yeah, man, certainly not enough time in the day to get to all of it, but uh, it's, uh, it's awesome. And AEW, for me, has certainly had me very, very excited these past, you know, few weeks, months, whatever. But it's a great time to be a fan. Yeah, absolutely. I uh, I got a good kick out of uh, no pun intended what Orange Cassidy and Sting did. I oh, found it really, I found it really cool, and I heard some people shit on it, but I found it cool that 
the old guard is accepting of, you know, like new guard characters in that way. Because I've always said it from the first time I saw Orange Cassidy. I don't necessarily think he's for me, but to have such a uniqueness to the character, you you got to let it go. You you have to let it see what happens. So honestly, same thing with Sonny Kiss. Sonny Kiss is so unique in their presentation. You have to just like take Sonny Kiss for what Sonny Kiss is and, and go along for the ride. I think Sonny Kiss is super athletic. No one wrestles like Sonny Kiss does. I'm, I'm afraid to call Sonny Kiss. He, I, you know, I don't know if he probably know, yeah. It's but, always tough with that type of stuff. But he's, he's, I mean, Sonny Kiss is a phenomenal performer and so in your face, gregarious and just themselves. I'm like, damn, Sonny Kiss is awesome. The same, yeah. and, and honestly, character for character wise, Orange Cassie's the same thing. So yep. unique, so in your face, so obviously no one else. Take it for what it is. Is there athleticism and good wrestling in there? Yeah. Okay. And then for Sting to give the, uh, you know, the kind of like, you know, the salute to the gimmick, I thought it was really cool. Agreed. Yeah. I wish he, she, they, however you want to refer to Sonny Kiss, would get more time on Dynamite and whatever else. But again, you know, I've had this conversation with Bo and, you know, another buddy of mine that's a big AEW fan. It's like this roster keeps expanding, expanding and getting bigger and bigger. And it's like, yes, good time to add another hour on TV. But, you know, there's still going to be the Sunny Kisses of the world, the Joey Janellas of the world. You know, so many other people you can name that still probably won't even be cracking much of this TV time. Uh, which is a good problem to have for sure. But, you know, you make the points like I'd like to see more of Sunny Kiss, too. And again, yes, could I watch more Dark and Elevation? Of course. But like I said, it's just that's just not something that's typically in my routine. So but yeah, a lot of talent everywhere. And yeah, again, I can't reiterate. It's just it's the best time to be a fan. I, you know, I can't me, think. Go ahead. Let me since especially pertaining to your podcast, you guys are so story uh, and captivation when it comes to your show. I, I enjoyed the last one too. Uh, I have you. been, yeah, I've been dipping my toes in and out. Um, no offense, but you know, <laughs> you know yeah, my feelings. Same with, yeah. same with you. I mean, I have, and really other podcasts, like I've been so fucking busy this summer, just personally and professionally. It's like, I haven't really been listening to much of anything. So trust me, I get you and <laughs> I appreciate it, man. Yeah, but I'll never, I'll never not support you guys. Uh, you guys Same with you. you, even though, even though we're both so toxic. <laughs> Dude, how long, how long was the toxic wrestling takes? How long did you have that in the bag? No, but I th that was Bo, dude. I think he just made that on the spot. Oh, that quick, it was so funny, man. I like, had to, nothing else I could so do. <laughs> Well, and that all started real quick. I know you were about to ask me a question, but Micah from specifically Devoid. Um, we were zooming with him during double or nothing. So like we had a group of friends here, we had him on a laptop and just whatever, we're shooting the shit and like, Bo, it's like midnight, 1am where it's after the show. We're still just hanging. Bo just screenshots a picture of Micah and just put the word you've probably seen him post it. Just put toxic and big green letters underneath it. I don't even remember why it started. It came from some tweet someone said about the IWC being so toxic, and as we know it can be, but Bo just took it and ran with it and just plopped it on that picture, and that's kind of how this this nonsense started. 
so and as funny. he and I both tend to do often, we're we're pretty good at driving jokes into the ground. Um, oh, and yeah. I've certainly loved your involvement in it as well, and you know, throwing up the Britney Spears and whatever else. So, oh yeah, but yeah, I actually didn't know he was he had planned that or was going to do it. And like you know, I'll just typically see notifications often, and I saw that and I was cracked up. But yeah, I think he probably just pulled that on the spot. Yeah. Uh, so the real before I get back to the question, um, the the actual song "Toxic" when it was super popular. Um, I worked at a bakery, and the owner had it as as his ringtone to annoy oh, another uh, person that was working there. Yeah, um, he would get like since he owned the store, he was getting calls nonstop. So the song is ingrained in me. Uh, <laughs> that's so, right. Yeah. So anytime I see Toxic, I immediately think of that. So that's yeah. I, I love tagging the picture with some type of gif of uh, you know I just search Britney Toxic and try to use a different one every time. And when yeah. it came on the radio. It came on the radio the other morning. And I was just like, man, I got to send this to these guys. Yeah, that's 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 just, that's just kismet right there. <laughs> I loved it. Um, but no, the question was, since you guys are so creative, my my personal feelings on AEW is that that's kind of what's lacking. Like, I get the, um, the there's a connection for a long time with Kenny Omega and Hangman, but the story hasn't been for the whole time. There, they've been adjacently but it's not necessarily long-term booking if there's no trials and tribulations between the two. Hangman's been going on a, on a, on a personal journey, a personal quest. Yeah. And I think he's confident Yeah, he's feeling confident again, so he feels like he can be in that title scene again. Okay. But every time I turn it on, the, it seems like there's a lack of creativity for the story. Just like the uh, Cody Agogo stuff. So when is it for? And I'm not saying that you'll you'll never watch, but when is it like enough is enough? When it's like you said, the rosters are inflated, the shows are getting longer. Um, where's the stories? Why am I t- tuning back in? Is it just to see Daniel Bryan and Kenny Omega have a match that turns into a Daniel Bryan Matt Hardy match that turns into a hangman match we just get to see matches 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 and the fact that we can see the matches is good enough or is there going to be something where give me something to like really sink my teeth into yeah and i'll agree with you with part of that in that the like direct kenny and hangman story hasn't been you know the best told or the most consistent you know like you said it's been there more they've been more adjacent we knew this was going to happen at some point for me personally, it is the Hangman arc. And I know, I, I think I maybe even saw you comment about that Reddit thread or Twitter thread or whatever that someone did, you know, basically detailing his story arc from the beginning. And yeah, yeah. I've been hooked into that. And, you know, while it hasn't always been the best, like that's what's gotten me. And I'll be honest, going back to Revolution 2020 with the Hangman kenny versus the bucks match which i fucking loved you know i think Meltzer gave it six stars whatever that's absurd but i love it you know it's probably one of my favorite 30 matches of all time but like in that match like hangman to me just had so many moments where it's just like this is the guy and just like even just the way the lights shined on him that night and things like that just like i got so much emotion and feeling out of that match that 
even before that, you know, I felt a lot with him, but since then, especially he's just been my guy and who I've been most interested in. And yes, while it hasn't always been the most compelling, like where we're at right now, I'm fucking hooked. And again, I know it's not for everyone, but week by week that this has gone by and I'll, you know, this past Wednesdays wasn't exactly the best, but like each week that those guys are out there in whatever capacity they are, you talk about getting excited. It's like, I've got that fire in me that I know you've wanted that you'd wanted to hear from me for a long time. And, you know, pulled out when we were talking about Finn Balor, but it's like, man, I am so fucking hooked. And like that dynamite is going to be in Cincinnati. The, the show after all out. And if he comes in as champion, holy shit. Like I can't even imagine what that moment is going to be like for me as a human being, you know, just to like be a part of that crowd. And frankly, I don't think he's going to win. And, you know, all along I've kind of been saying that I kind of wanted the story to be that he wouldn't win his first shot against Kenny. And that, you know, that would kind of add to and deepen that story. Cause Kenny already beat him at full gear last year. Which was right. a great match. But again, there wasn't much of a story going on between the two. Like you said, it was just, hey, here's this tournament to determine the number one contender. And they just happened to face off in the finals. But it was an awesome match. But I know that was rambling. But um, so that's how I stand on that. And yeah, I like the Cody Agogo factory, like all that stuff was pretty terrible. And, you know, one of the lowlights of recent AEW. But like, I've been really hooked by all the MJF inner circle stuff, like really since that got kicked off at full gear last year. Again, hasn't always been the best week after week, but like it was a compelling tale and the way that he ended up turning on them, I thought was great. And is it going on too long at this point? I don't know, maybe. And, you know, is it obvious that Jericho is going to beat Nick Gage yet next week, which people aren't going to like? Yeah. But I personally don't know, or, you know, I know Nick Gage is, of course, but I've not really followed him too much and I'm excited to see him. So, yeah, I mean, some of their stuff is predictable and, you know, not always the best stories, but I think generally they do tell better stories than WWE. You know, I think I've been no, no, shy, yeah, not shy about saying I think NXT is pretty much right there with AEW, a slight step below for me at this point. You know, it's not 2018 NXT, which is when I think it was the best. But um, yeah, I mean, not everyone's going to hit home runs, but, you know, again, I think there's just a, you know, we both like different things. And for me, the AEW stories hit way more often than they miss and the wwe main roster stories certainly miss way often than they hit for me so you know that is is my toxic wrestling take (laughs) (laughs) no you you have a great point and uh i i think as you say it the way it it seems to me is because i actually said this on my last episode that we live in this netflix youtube generation where we can we can binge everything right now if we want to watch it we get to watch it right now and I'm not saying that every AEW story is quick, but the Cody is go-go. They built it, they got rid of it. They built it, they got rid of it. Cody, somebody comes in, they build it, they get rid of it. Um, you know, they, they, tend to, they tend to give you what you want right now and move on. And for me, maybe that's a little quick because I'm used to the WWE style where it's these long, long builds that, like you said, they don't always pay off. Most of them don't pay off. Um, you know, they, they tried building McIntyre for a year in WWE. And for me, 
it just never landed. What they're doing with Karrion Cross and NXT um, never landed with me. Him losing on Raw, I thought, was phenomenal because now I have to see him work for something. Um, he, you know, he stood next to Jeff Hardy and barely looked like a big guy. And I'm thinking, well, now I have somebody who's not, you know, a foot taller than Johnny Gargano. I got somebody who's an inch taller than Jeff Hardy. Uh, it's a big difference. So in, when it comes to investing, um, if AEW is allowed to go, uh, well, oh, shit, here's Lance Archer, which, which is someone that they, they fumbled with for about a year, right? And then he finally gets his, his shining moment uh, against Mox, which, you know, I, I didn't watch the match. I saw a lot of great things. I, I'm, I am interested in seeing it. And I'll even behind the scenes, I've been saying to myself, um, AEW, there's nothing I can say about it. And why would I? If, uh, if it's good and it's not for me, I'm not going to say it's bad because I don't like it. You know, I can't do that. If they're doing good shit, they're doing good shit. And there's, there's nothing wrong with good shit across the board. I agree. Do you think that's fair to, it, it, that's fair to say that maybe the AEW stories uh, from beginning to satisfaction are shorter than what WWE tries to give you? Generally, yes. But again, like I brought up MJF in the inner circle, that's been going on since before November of last year and still going on. So, you know, but yeah, in your general stories, probably they're shorter, but, um, you know, I think that's part of, well, a plus and a minus of having the quarterly pay-per-views compared to monthlies with the monthlies, you can have the rematches and you go, you feud across three, four pay-per-views, but it's like, I mean, you even said it, you know, they, they, they hit less more than they hit. You know what I'm trying to say? You can't talk right now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the um, stories don't always pay off. So it's like we don't always necessarily need or want to see three matches between the same people. But, you know, with AEW, what New Japan does so well, I feel like, is they make these singles matches feel more special and important because they don't happen very often. Now, you know, over there, they have the G1, and that's a whole different animal, and you get more of them then, but kind of outside that scope you know, the singles matches are important. Um, and they kind of use these tag teams and six man tags to build those matches. But with AEW, yeah. I mean, do they, you know, I think, you know, going back to last year, you had orange Cassidy and Chris Jericho again, whether you liked it or not, that spanned three matches and, you know, culminated in a pay-per-view with Jericho getting dumped in a vat of mimosa, but you know, they at least (laughs) gave it that time and it did get a few months. Um, so again, that I was think- probably the last story. Sorry to cut you off. That was probably the last story I actually paid attention to. And from a typical WWE style progression of a nobody into a somebody, just storyline wise, it was perfect. Um, yeah. The execution of a lot of things were off. But if you're like me, a WWE fan who tunes into AEW and sees this kind of build, it instantly makes sense. My problem was. That Mimosa Mayhem match was not good. Yeah. And to have your final blow off just not be a good match. I was like, oh, you know, I, every time I try, they, they push me right back out. So here's another thing. Here's another point that I'll bring up that I talked a lot about with specifically one buddy of mine. Um, say hi to Mike in the listening. Of yeah. The, Mike is in- Talk about <laughs> toxic. Jeez. <laughs> um, but so I think there's also a different 
experience entirely when you're watching wrestling with a group of friends as opposed to watching it by yourself. And so mm-hmm. I know I watched, I think it was what, all out of last year when they had the Mimosa Mayhem. If you're with buddies and, you know, you're having a few drinks and whatever, you're just laughing and laughing and laughing. So it's like, again, I, you know, a, another example of something like that where it's like the match was way better to me in the moment than it really was, was um, Revolution this year. It was MJF and Jericho against the Young Bucks. And Again, say what you will about the young bucks, what have you. I'm in, I'm more than more often than not, I'm very entertained by their matches. And this was one that just had a lot of near falls, and we had a group of like five people watching it. You know, it's like we're starting to trickle out of COVID a little bit. You know, it was the actually the first time I'd watched like a pay per view with more than like one or two other people, and I think we still only had five. But it's like it was the first match of the night. So many near falls, like the story was good for me at the time. And it's just like that was a match that like benefited from watching with a group of people and just the fun we were having and the ooh and on, you know, on every near fall. So it's like I think that's the whole other element to watching wrestling that, you know, to me makes it just a lot more fun in general when you can you know, maybe have a different level of appreciation for something that maybe you wouldn't as such if you're just watching alone in your bedroom or what have you. No, that's, that's a hell of a point. Um, I mean, even like when I do the watch alongs, I, I was solo this money in the bank. Um, and it just, it wasn't the same. It wasn't the same vibe. And it's like, I've gone to plenty of shows with buddies and whatnot, but like none of my friends other than one who doesn't live in town is like anywhere near my level of fandom. So I always kind of have to try and talk people into whether it's watching a pay-per-view or now we can go to shows again. So like I got 10 tickets to this show in Cincinnati and it's, you know, (laughs) going to be the fucking time of a life time of a lifetime and we're going to milwaukee two weeks prior with all the view from the top rope guys and then you know just like having those shared experiences with your friends i think you know not just in wrestling you can say live music seeing a movie whatever i think just makes everything better like you said someone can see something that you don't maybe i personally take a lot of pleasure in explaining things to my friends who don't have the understanding of wrestling that I do or telling them the history or the story. And, you know, that gives me a lot of satisfaction because I watch so much of this fucking shit every week and they don't, <laughs> then it's good to be able to talk to people about it and tell them why I love it and what's going on. So yeah, man, uh, it's, it's just great. No, that's awesome. Dude. Um, we've been doing this for like 25 <laughs> minutes. Yeah. Um, is this gonna, gonna be is this gonna be a, in a, in one of your episodes? It will be. I'll I'll, I'll post this as like yeah, maybe probably episode one on one. I can't I can't give you episode one hundred. But no, I'll, no, uh, no, I would never I would never ask. But again, if I am available whenever you're doing something like this, I'd be down to join. But uh, hell, this <laughs> certainly beats uh, getting some work done. Uh, I've just been sitting here at my desk just looking at wrestling shit and nothing. <laughs> work related but hey it's only one o'clock yeah i've been playing around with with shit at work i uh i don't have anything tangible to do today i've actually been uh reorganizing the the website to uh to put out an anniversary pack of merchandise 
And then okay. uh, I want to try that Twitter spaces thing. So since everything lined up, I mean, and you know, from the first time we DM'd each other, we, we found out that this conversation was going to happen and it was going to be as good as it just was. Uh, yeah. we, we have hours left. I mean, we, we can do this for hours. It, oh. it, <laughs> days, days, baby. <laughs> well, shit, man. I'm sure I'll talk to you sometime soon. Um, you know, whether, whether text or, or DM or tweets or whatever. But uh, if I don't catch up with you before you hit that AEW show, man, enjoy yourself. Uh, both oh, of them. absolutely. I'm sure we will. That when, so when when did you say you're doing your 100th? Is it this week, next week? I, I'm pro- I might be doing it Saturday. I don't know. I haven't, I haven't quite decided. That's tomorrow, huh? Um, oh, shit, yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I might do it live tomorrow. Uh, you know, Saturdays are easier for everyone else. I just haven't decided yet. Um, you know, I've put a lot of mental pressure on myself <laughs> to – to kind of, um, you know, it's, it's all in my own head anyway. But yeah, I have sure. the 100th episode next, and the one year anniversary is on uh, on SummerSlam. So, oh, nice. Uh, one year anniversary thing. But yeah, man, um, just doing the thing. So, um, but yeah, let me let you go. Know, I'm going to wrap this up in some type of way to get an episode out of it. Probably post it as 101, just uh, me and Brett shooting the shit. Hell yeah. Happy to be involved. And, yeah, if you do do well, something tomorrow, if you do end up doing something tomorrow or whatever for your hundredth, let me know. I have just kind of some like Bo and I will be working on our show Sunday, and tomorrow I have a few potential things, but I may be around. So hit me up, and uh, yeah, dude, we'll uh, we'll most certainly be talking. We'll be at the Milwaukee show first, which is shit, just about a month away, August twenty fifth. So, and then Cincy will be two weeks after that. Can't fucking wait. Awesome. Why don't you uh why don't you tell the people about you? Oh uh yeah, you can find us on Twitter at Brainbuster Boys. I am Brett. We are missing Bo. He is at his sister's wedding today. Uh but if you wanted to hear about deep, deep wrestling talk, I'm your guy and Bo would be your guy to just make you laugh and crack up about a million different things in a million different ways. But uh yeah, we tell stories, we have fun. Um we just had Vince McMahon and anger management, which was crazy. And, uh, yeah, a lot of fun times ahead. Uh, we'll likely be getting an Instagram soon, too, to kind of break into a new platform. So stay tuned. Thank you. Yeah, you got it, man. Um, thanks for coming on. Absolutely. This was, a, this was a ton of fun. Yeah, I'm glad it worked out and, you know, always down for shit like this. So appreciate, uh, appreciate you reaching out. Yeah, no worries, man. Um, look, when it comes to Instagram though, you might want to benefit from using more than three different pictures. Just saying. Yeah, <laughs> yeah for sure. Got the Stella picture, the mean gene dome picture, and now the toxic one. Come on. Well, so we ha- we have a different episode logo every week too, is the thing. So like that's something in and of itself, not to mention just like <laughs> us doing shit in real life as well <laughs> so True. but that'll pro- that'll definitely be the next platform we go on like pretty much we're twitter only right now at least for how we promote like i'll promote some stuff on my personal accounts um but instagram is probably what i use the most personally so i'm like i'm always on here anyway why don't i actually like do something worthwhile with this so it's just been like i have the account it's just a matter of like taking the time to start following people and get it set up and posted so uh yeah more to come on the igs awesome all right man thanks for hopping on i appreciate it this was fun we'll, uh, Absolutely. Yeah. 
Don't forget, Micah Pellegrini is toxic. <laughs> Bye-bye. All right, take it easy, man. So, with that being said, review if you do, rate if you feel. Follow me at TWTakesPodcast on Instagram and Twitter. Share your terrible wrestling takes via my pinned tweet. Email me, bishoptwtakes at gmail.com. Until next time.